Farmers are the heartbeat of rural America. Congress recently invested $20 billion in America's farmers and ranchers, focusing on conservation practices and profits for future generations. Today, these funds are at risk. You're squawking over $20 billion. That USDA program, it's investment into the future for everybody. If the funding was eliminated, it could hurt farms and families. Tell Congress, protect this generational investment in the Farm Bill. Learn more at investinourland.org. Paid for by Invest in Our Land. Just over a week ago, many of the pundits declared that uh, this candidacy was dead. Now we're very much alive. Greetings, Nerdcasters, and welcome to our special Tuesday primary edition of Nerdcast. On this primary night for Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, Washington, Idaho, North Dakota, kind of a mini Super Tuesday. And Joe Biden continued the momentum he showed on Super Tuesday, landing decisive victories early in the night. Now, as we tape this, results are still coming in, but Biden's won Mississippi and Missouri early in the night. And then he took tonight's biggest prize, Michigan. And that's not just in terms of the number of delegates that are available in Michigan, but because that state was so central to Bernie Sanders' rise in national politics in 2016. He beat Hillary Clinton there in an upset in the primaries, really prolonged the race, really got a lot of people in his movement thinking that he might just be able to win that race. And, of course, in that way, setting the stage for 2020. Joining us tonight to break down tonight's primaries into two main takeaways, we've got national political reporter Chris Catalago. Thank you so much, Scott. All right, here's takeaway one, the delegate count. Uh, so we were kind of looking through the math tonight, and basically as soon as Biden won big in Mississippi, and now throughout the course of the night, it keeps pushing Bernie Sanders' must-win number for the remaining states higher and higher. And what we mean by that is, you know, how many delegates do you have to win basically out of the remainder to to win the nomination? And it was at 55% at the start of the night. It's probably going to be pushing up closer to 60 by the time it's all over here. And that's a really tough nut to crack in this proportional system where you're one-on-one with a candidate who's got all the momentum at this point in, in Biden. Yeah. And the rule of thumb, as we know, is sort of once you get into that triple-digit delegate lead, it just becomes really, really hard for a second-place candidate in a, in a one-on-one situation to overcome or even others in the field if, if it were a larger field, I think. The, the real downside for Sanders here as he looks uh, uh, looks ahead after this mini Tuesday is the fact that the states that are coming up are just not going to play to his advantage. And we see polls in Florida, for instance, in a couple of weeks where uh, Biden is just up huge. Mm-hmm. He's, he's up and by 30 state. and 40 and it's a huge delegate state. It's a, a super important uh, general election state as well that and Donald Trump has spent a lot of time in and it's one that I think Joe Biden is trying to make the case that he's the only Democrat that could – that could win there in the general. So if you look ahead at the map, you have the sort of Acela primary as well coming up where where Biden is running pretty strong. So I, I think that's the huge downside for Sanders. Yeah, there's there's a lot of you can look at the rest of the map and like Florida, you just mentioned there's there's landslide states for Biden still to come, right? I don't really know where Sanders landslide states are and and it, you know, if they were to materialize how how big they would be, right, in terms of the the total delegate hall. I mean, we just saw basically whatever Sanders gets out of California was basically erased last week by what Biden got out of Virginia. So Sanders in a really tough spot. He's running out of states out west that he could exactly. potentially win, and it's moving to the to the Midwest. We will states. see what Washington does later tonight. We're taping this before that comes. It's going to be uh, an all mail vote. That's that's vote 
by envelope, not just men uh, voting. Uh, that's not allowed anymore. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, we'll see what happens there. Getting a little punchy tonight. All right. Here's number two, the demographic breakdown. You got to start with with Joe Biden. His numbers among black voters were huge. More than 80 percent of the black vote in Mississippi, which could end up locking Sanders out of the delegate race there. Interestingly, the the Edison Research exit poll shows Biden also beating Sanders 50 percent to 43 percent among white Democrats without a college degree is in Michigan. And that that's that's the real big blow, the the real big problem for for Sanders. I mean, that was kind of supposed to be his his bread and butter, his base. Yeah, we got kind of a false sense of this race, I think, out of Nevada. Even the you know smaller proportion of, of the black vote in Nevada showed showed Bernie doing a little bit better. And then we obviously saw what happened in, in South Carolina and in these states that have come up on Super Tuesday and then Tuesday night. And I, I think this idea that, that Sanders, who had relied so heavily on his coalition, including uh, young voters, to turn out and the numbers we've seen – County by county in Michigan, in particular, where you have University of Michigan and Michigan State, uh, those voters just did not come through. I mean, t- he had ten thousand at a rally. It really leads you to question whether uh, a lot of those those uh, college students are registered back home and couldn't actually vote in Michigan. It, it, it's sort of unexplainable how those numbers could drop off so much for him. I mean, obviously, we'll see. Is what you know what twists and turns might be left in this primary. Sanders is not going to speak tonight. His campaign has said, which is interesting, uh, and and you know we'll 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 see what his campaign decides going forward. But you know where the left and you know the populist left, whatever you want to call it, that wing of the the Democratic Party goes from here after watching this uh, and and kind of watching that. That theory of the Sanders campaign failed to pan out in Michigan, in the industrial Midwest. Um, it's a tough question. Yeah, these next couple weeks, next week for both of these candidates, I think is is just going to be so key. You look at Biden, you kind of wonder, is he going to come forward with sort of a, a message for any of those Sanders folks? He hasn't really done that yet. It's trying to bring him into of, the tent. You mean? Yeah, it's all been sort of anti-Trump, and I think. Uh, that's a big question for Biden is does you know, people are attracted to Bernie's message because he's sort of appealing to a to a higher level of uh, 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 in, just in terms of of politics. You know, he's, he's he's got kind of a higher calling and it's not just sort of we need to be Trump. You know, I'm the bridge to the next generation, which is kind of what Biden has been saying so far. And I think he needs to sort of in- incorporate sort of a, a bigger uh, aspect to draw people in, and for Sanders, I, I think a lot of it has to do with how he, you know, if he does decide not to go through all the way, how he handles this debate if he participates in it. You know, it, it's sort of a lot harder to walk back some really searing attacks. Um, it's been interesting to watch him because his hits on Biden. You know, he starts off in these rallies saying, you know, I really like Joe. It's just a different approach than than the. Sanders Clinton primary mm. we saw four years ago, and I think that could could be a, a way for him to sort of transition uh, his campaign and, and kind of try to have leverage in this in this race. Absolutely. Well, hey, I think we could go on about this all night, probably. But uh, Chris, I'll let you go. Thank you, Chris Catalago, for jumping in here on Mini Tuesday. Yeah, thank you. And a big thank you to all our listeners for tuning into this special episode. Our producer is Annie Reese. Our senior producer is Jenny Ament. And our executive producer is Irene Noguchi. 
And quick announcement, subscribe to Politico's new daily podcast, Dispatch, where we'll take you inside Politico for short, fast episodes where our reporters pull back the curtain on politics and policy. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll be back with you for our regularly scheduled Nerdcast later this week.